Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Happy 2020, boo. Welcome, C3 family, I guess, at this point. I think at this point, I feel like we're in a 12-step program. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Tonight's show is 2020. Boo! Happy New Year, folks. This will probably be, well, we'll squeeze in some more content uh, throughout the week, but this is the last flagship episode before of 2021, so... Happy New Year to listeners of the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Call us up. Tell us what you think about uh, cool things to talk about. Robbie Anderson and fake fans. Uh, Will the Carolina Panthers play even with all this COVID and rules 1,000% process uh, is working? And I tell you one thing, 1,000%. Cody Lashney will be my co-host on Tuesday nights in 2020 boo for the C3 Panthers podcast. How you doing, Cody? That's definitely more certain than whatever Matt Rule's system for the Carolina <laughs> Panthers is. If Matt Rule's system is a thousand percent, me being here on this podcast, it's over 10,000 percent, Tony Dunn. Even though the Panthers' hopes have been eliminated, we're no longer in playoff contention. The C3 podcast doesn't give a damn. We're here through it all, man. We have a ton of news. We're going to talk about Robbie Anderson giving some talk back to the fans. Once again, we're going to be talking about Matt Rule's job security. But no matter what, we're going to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, Tony. You already know him and love him. We got our man Drew, Alex Stark, ATX19, Craig Cartner, The Real Zero Chill, Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Matt knows nothing. T Stokes, 
Zach Rhodes, Mossy Man, 789 News, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Let's roll. CK in the house. How you doing, my man? Oh, you know, it's the end of a, a really depressing year. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those times when you're like, when you have a bad year, you can kind of go into the next year with two different frames of mind. Uh, one of which is the, this is such a bad situation and it's never going to get better. And then it's really hard to have any positives with how you feel about the way that the, you know, next year is going to go. Or you can look at it as, well, finally that fucking year is over. Let's start a new year and actually come into it strong and actually do some things that's going to make my life better. And that's what I think uh, we all need to do here as Panthers fans, as uh, in our lives, is just look forward. And uh, instead of looking back and hopefully, you know, we can can look forward to the Panthers being uh, good again at some point in their lives. It does seem like the Panthers have like kind of mirrored the COVID mm-hmm. crisis, you know, as each year we're saying 2020 boo, so, you know, get at, you know, F 2020, you know, my, my wife has a, a ornament that she bought last year that was just like, and it was, it's really a nice looking animal, but if you really look at it, it says all this crappy stuff about 2020 and now it's like, good God. Uh, 2020 boo Carolina Panthers. How many years are row is this? 18, 19, 20, 21, four, four losing in a row. So tough year, yeah. get rid of it. And on a damper on a kind of a sad note or not kind of a sad note on the damper, yes. of football, the football, God bless you. Thank God you. Bless you. Um, John Madden passed away today, 85 years old. Uh, very a legend of NFL football in the game, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame commentator. I think probably revolutionized what personality and teaching can do in color commentary and pro sports. Right? Is that you know is a guy who's relatable, a guy who um, has enthusiasm and excitement and passion for a game. A guy that kind of like a maybe what I see Tony Romo kind Turning of into. emblematic of of these days is someone who is likable, represents the sport well, um, and all of those things. Well, he passed away at 85. And to be honest, a uh, surprising part of this is I thought he was older than 85. He felt like he was 85 uh, in some of those final years he was calling games at least yeah i remember being young watching him and and seeing him and clearly he's an old man he was an older man then when i was growing up he looked old probably when he was like 30 though he's like the morgan freeman of football (laughs) (laughs) but um listen how about this john madden might be the most influential person in the history of football i mean after vince lombardi think of it this way Think about my generation of, of kids. You know, I was born in 1990. Madden was pivotal and still is pivotal to so many fans of football. And honestly, John Madden was the type of person who didn't just love football. He loved to explain football to people. He loved to explain the X's and O's and really get people involved with the intricacies. And because of the Madden video game, fans from all over America, all over the world, they got to go and mess with the playbooks and look at, you know, different routes and all these different things. 
And it's all because John Madden and his legacy connected to not only football, but the video game world as well. So, yeah, it's a sad day. This is a big loss for the entire sport. What's uh, another thing that kind of, I mean, I will date the, the, this podcast um, as I don't even think he was calling games when we started this podcast still, that would have been 2012. But uh, for the kind of things you think of, you think of John Madden and you think of Madden, the football game, like you said, like, I mean, it's synonymous. I mean, you don't, you just call it Madden. I mean, that's it. It's like, and everybody yeah. knows what you're talking about and everybody plays it. In fact, even pro football players play it that regularly. last name will forever be synonymous with football uh other things and and again i'll date the the myself in this process is that the thing that i least remember him for is coaching <laughs> i mean yeah. because it was a little I mean, it was right i mean those raiders teams were in the 70s i believe or yeah, 80s time yeah i mean i mean yeah uh, with it's hard to it's hard to put a uh, like for me I recognize obviously yes Madden is a big part of I think all of our childhoods um, you know coming up but I think it's also you know I I do remember him a lot from the Monday Night Football games and that is that is who I remember John Madden as is the the Monday right. Night guy who was able to explain what was going on in the field very well who was able to kind of give you hope. Uh, that these guys that he was saying are going to be really good players were going to actually cut. When he said that, you know, it was going to be a possibility that guy was going to be a superstar. And you saw it with a lot of those uh, documentaries with uh, all Madden when he was talking about the same thing with Peyton and Troy Aikman. All, and those are easy, low-hanging fruit because those were high draft picks who had a, a lot of uh, promise. But the, the dude was able to see things that, uh, you know, I think uh, we all hope to be able to see when we watch football and we uh, don't always have the the same eyes as he does. but. It's definitely a loss in the football. Like it was, it's so weird, and I thought it was so weird. I don't know about you guys, but for before this all Madden thing even got announced, I was literally thinking, "Where the hell is John Madden at?" I haven't seen him in like it feels like almost a decade. It felt I thought like he that is, too, you know. And and then they announced this all Madden thing, and now this happens. It's just like it's um. Did they know? Like, was he sick? And that's what it was. I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, his documentary time. just came out. A new documentary just came out this past week, I think. On him. Uh, and other things to think about, or I think of, and I know these are tri- trivial or nominal, but uh, the turducken, right? Is that John Madden is the reason the turducken is popular in America in American culture? He invented the, you know, he always had the turducken on Thanksgiving. Is that really? I, mean, that, I know he was connected to it, but did it really get? I'm pretty that sure that he would be. I would believe so. Like I would. Yeah. Be, how about this? Is that John Madden has done more for turducken culture in America than anyone else? That's one thing. Um, what a pioneer, boom. man! A boom. legend. Uh, and yeah, uh, he didn't like to fly. He didn't yep. what? Always drove fly. in the bus like he was on Monday night. Every time he he drove around the country. Yeah, he had an RV and a driver. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, when he would have to go across country, he would do it in the RV. Yeah, dude, that's bananas. Like he could not fly. I mean, he didn't like to fly, and so he was uh like plowing American roads. He was the man of the people, dude. I believe it, man. Man, Shout the out to John Madden. man, look, pop culture, 
living the dream, driving across country for the last 25 years. It was wild. Uh, well, also, he was the he was the coach that made the Raiders what they were. Like Matt knows nothing says it was around that time when the black hole was built. You know, yeah. I mean, listen, they as won, we, they as won we, the Super Bowl one or one or two. Yeah. Uh, and as the Panthers are dealing with uh, their own coaching conundrums, you know, we can only hope that uh, we come across a, a culture builder uh, like John Madden sometime in the in the Panthers' li- lifetime. So well, shout we'll out to John Madden. Man. We already have our um, we already have our culture builder, Bob the Builder, aka yeah, right. Rule, in his thousand percent. He yeah, just don't needs worry. another. Five years, I guess. Yeah, I mean, five, yeah, yeah, that's the, minimum. Yeah, yeah, no right, problem. Um, welcome, twenty twenty, boo, folks. Happy twenty twenty, boo. You're listening to the C three Panthers podcast. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. That's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Call us up and tell us: Are you a fake fan or not? Let's jump into that. Yeah. Uh, the this is a. Uh, let's set the stage a little bit is that for the last few weeks, um, the Panthers have been running a two quarterback system in in Carolina uh, composed of Cam Newton and PJ Walker. As a result of a Sam Darnold injury that sent him to IR, he was eligible to return or I guess cleared for return practice for a day. And all of a sudden back in the Carolina blue. And then uh, Matt rule, who is, adamantly said he does not like the two quarterback system then proceeds to say let's run the two quarterback system again with cam newton and sam darnold because sam darnold deserves an opportunity to show the nfl what he is and what he can be and then they trotted out sam darnold to a litany of boos actually it wasn't even that booish it was less than booish. There was some well, booze, but it, it was, was like, noticeable on TV with, oh, a crowd, with a crowd that wasn't necessarily that impressive either. It's not like there were it, it was, was a lot of Buck the, fans. A lot of Buck fans. So the Panther fans who were there, they were loud in their distaste. Mm-hmm. So um Anyway, is that uh, now there is, I guess, what happened? Tell me what happened. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, so Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson deal with this? Robbie Anderson did a press conference. And by the way, from his own apartment, I mean, you can literally see the skyline outside of his window behind him. But um, I'm of two different mindsets with this. We're going to get into it fully. But basically, Robbie Anderson was asked about the litany of booze that Sam Darnold was was met with when he entered the fo- the field. So I'm going to play the clip, and then we're going to discuss it because I feel, weirdly enough, two different ways about this. So let's play it, and we'll react. Today, if you're a fan, like a real fan, you're going to love... Yeah, sound? Like I can hear it. Who you're a fan of through their ups and their downs, regardless, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. Like, that's just what it is. That's what a true fan is. You might be a little disappointed, but if you a true fan and you talk down on somebody that's a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a true fan, you believe in your team to the fullest. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, one thing I didn't like, and it's just what it is, like, Sam came on the field and they booed him. Like, that's that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you he's doing all he can 
and had done all he can. He obviously made mistakes, and we all do. But when he was doing good, two plays later, he'd make a big play. They cheering for him. Like, that's not real fans, you know what I'm saying? And for the culture that we build, and we don't want no fake fans. We want diehard, loyal fans that's going to ride or die for us. Simple as that. So that was Robbie Anderson's take on, on you know, Sam Darnold being booed. And, Tony, I'm of two different mindsets, right? So, look, if we were playing football and I was out there and I went on the field and I just got booed and everybody was, you know, uh, clowning on me and you guys were my teammates, I would like that you went up in the media and went to bat and went to bat for your teammate. Because at the end of the day, that's what a, a teammate is supposed to do, man. You don't throw people under the bus. This is why we, we've been so upset at Matt Rule this year and Teddy Bridgewater the year before. It doesn't show good leadership, and it doesn't uh, you know, ingratiate you to your football team, right? So that I completely understand. And from a friend perspective, that's what you would want him to do, right? But then on the other end, Dude, we're allowed to fucking boo if we want to. And as long as players are getting paid millions of dollars to go out there and underperform in front of the home crowd fans, we're allowed to uh, make our displeasure and our distaste known however we want, whenever we want. Keep in mind that this is a, a market which is a small market. We're known as the wine and cheese fans. We don't have that um, that history of being like, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Chiefs or whatever any of the bigger fan bases are, right? So we're allowed to, one, make our displeasures known at the quarterback system that we have in place, a two-quarterback system, which has never been successful anywhere else in the NFL. But then the fact that we're taking Cam Newton off the field for Sam Darnold, who was brought here by Matt Rule, and Matt Rule has been the person who has orchestrated the Panthers being a worse football team this year than we were last year. So from that standpoint alone, it's like Robbie has to know he's fighting a losing battle. Fans are going to boo whoever they want to, and because they're paying tickets of their hard-earned money to come and watch the Panthers, you don't get a say-so and tell them that they're right or wrong. And then to even determine who is real fans or fake fans, this is just a bad answer from Robbie Anderson. There are, um, you know, a lot of layers to to peel back on this discussion. In just a moment, he can bring together so many things to talk about. When you left off, you said the word fake fans, and that's the, the bad part of the comment here. Or the uh, unnecessary, out of touch... There could be a lot of different ways of describing it. And, like, am I going to hold this against Robbie Anderson? No, I'm not going to hold it against him. But what I will say is this, is that, like, calling anybody a fake fan right now who's cheering for the Carolina Panthers, booing or not, is uh, kind of funny in itself because these are the realest of fans (laughs) at this moment out there uh, dealing with this. Uh, The idea, too, is, like... um, when you call in to someone and like being a fake fan, it's a sort of a personal attack in a way. And when I, and I know that sounds crazy. It's like, stop crying and whining, Tony. And you're right. I mean, I'm not like mad about it, but it is, it's like, this It's like, it's kind of, 
it goes directly after your authenticity. Um, and as someone who is a, in a spectator sport, so that's funny. You know, it brings in that kind of mindset. Um, there's some irony, too, with Robbie Anderson screaming at Sam Darnold on the sideline. You do like to see that Robbie Anderson is fighting for his team, right? And his teammates, right? You like that. But calling into question or even calling out fans at this point is just unnecessary. Like, you just got to cut the comment off there. He's probably sick and tired of hearing fans, too, open his DMs or his timeline, telling him he can't catch and things like this. Yep. Um, But I think the one thing that really just kind of strikes me about this moment is that I think if the the fans, first of all, aren't booing a person, I don't feel like. Right. This is less directed at Sam Darnold than the symbolic moment of rotating Cam Newton out for some for Sam Darnold. And it would almost be like this. If you want real ass fans, imagine if they didn't boo at this moment for yeah. when Cam could be Cam's last game. Could be uh, you know, it's kind of the the best player in team history. If they didn't boo this decision they would be the least fans of all time. Then that, that means they haven't been paying attention to the organization for the last 10 years. Or and by the way, game. didn't Matt rule himself said he, uh, you know, he would prefer passion instead of apathy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's literally what, what he was talking about. And listen, I have to pinpoint some of the hypocrisy too. You know, these are the kinds of players that hit the Monday morning quarterback the average fan like us who knows everything with 2020 vision and, you know, we, oh, we should have done this or, oh, this player should have done that, you know, kind of disregarding how hard it is to play football. But now when the shoe is on the other foot, it's like, uh, okay, so now you get to be paid millions of dollars and tell us how we're supposed to be fans. Like, dude, we've been fans of the Carolina Panthers long before you were on this football team and we're going to be fans of the Panthers long after you've gone from this football team. So it's like, it's just really hypocritical and I understand him going to bat for his friends and teammates. But at the end of the day, man, you just look ridiculous. I don't know if he's built enough credibility with us yet. No. Well, the, he lost a lot of credibility. Yeah. Like, here's the thing is when Robbie Anderson first got signed, um, I had reservations because I I remember the only rem- like only memory I had of Robbie Anderson prior to him becoming a Panther was him on, on the Jets when he was facing the Carolina Panthers and we were destroying them. Like they were there was and and then what he does he do? He he gets a touchdown and he proceeds to go to the camera, celebrate by himself, telling people to vote him to the Pro Bowl, right? And and at that moment in time, like I realized that that was the type of person that he was. It was a very me type of a, a, a mindset. And then you know, I, I, I he came to the Panthers, and you know, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. And he started to kind of feel like he was a team player. He wasn't always that rah rah diva type, you know, wide receiver. Um, and then he came out and he was speaking on behalf of of you know uh, Cam Newton even uh, prior to the game, talking about how. You know, he gets blamed for so much when it's not even his fault. 
And then you see him in the game down 30, getting a first down, and he's like no time left on the clock, and he's just like doing his little celebration on the sideline. Like, and it just took me back to that time when he was on the Jets and he was just telling people to vote him to the Pro Bowl in the midst of a horrible season for their team, in the midst of a horrible scenario. And 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 just like it just made me remember a lot of that stuff. So his press conferences are one thing. Like, and then what he does in the game is another. And that's where I'm I'm kind of I'm right there with you, Cody. I'm kind of torn between the two. Like, do I agree with booing um a player? No. Do I agree that they were not booing Sam Darnold? They were booing the circumstances and Matt Rule. I think Matt oh, Rule layers, was more yeah. yeah. I think Matt Rule was at 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 the very height of that boo. I think that yeah. was who was being yeah. blamed. And the decision too, right? Right. This is the right. thing is he goes on and references this. Robbie Anderson in that clip just it says two plays later, they're cheering uh, for a, what was it, like a, a cool throw. Looked like uh, Sam Darnold was about to fold right in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Leaks out a little bit and does that off-platform throw that really it's that physical skill set that makes people enamored with the shiny object that is Sam Darnold in those physical tools and that the fact that the t- the the crowd erupted into and you could hear that cheer as well um, when it goes to Shy Smith I think in some ways I can see what he's saying is that like hey you're just booing us right now and now you all want to be but you know something good happens and now you're cheering but on the other t- on the other hand I think if you really take a step back and look at what this decision means where we're at with Matt Rule where the 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 poor decision surrounding the quarterback position and then Cam Newton being brought back to be sort of a a whipping boy of that in a way, a fall guy, a patsy almost, is that the fact that they're cheering two plays later, I think does kind of show that it is about what that moment symbolized, not directed significantly at Sam Darnold. I would say it's got to be, like you said, Matt Rule, the decision and the symbolism behind Cam Newton, his last game, arguably at Bank of America. And then ugh, Sam Darnold, probably the lowest on that totem pole of boo. Yeah. And by the way, I like this comment to Frank Fan or not. We can boo if we fucking want to. If that's the only way to show that we're unhappy, then we're going to fucking boo with their <laughs> trash ass. And like that's the point. If you paid the ticket to go and watch the Panthers absolutely get destroyed at home, all we've done this season is look absolutely terrible on our own home field at home, where we're supposed to have a home field advantage, where David Tepper was taking, keep pounding off of the sign and off of the PA system because he wanted fans to be able to do it on their own accord. So you like it when Panther fans do things that you like on their own accord, Mm -hmm. but not when they come here and they boo the underwhelming football team that that everyone's having to watch week in and week out, man. It's depressing. And, you know, no one has to go and boo a player if that's not your style. If that's not your style, fine. But you don't get to tell a stadium of people that they can't, you know, make known their distaste for this Carolina Panthers team. It's absurd. And I know he was sticking up for his man. But overall, it's just a bad answer, man. It's a bad answer. 
especially in the midst of of what the the game how his performance was and what he did on the sidelines like you know it's I, I feel like that added to the to that entire equation made it even worse you know in my opinion like it's just at this point in time, I think the Robbie Anderson experiment is over and it's ready to go ahead and get him, you know, move him out of the Carolinas as well. I, I, I'm not a, I, like I said, he, he's been lackluster at best, um, you know, and, and even when he's gotten the ball in his hands, he's dropped it. Uh, I'm I, Robbie Anderson isn't necessarily on my list of people that I'd like to see in a Carolina Panthers uniform long term. Let's go on to the next uh, topic of discussion for tonight, and that is COVID. Uh ravaging the nfl omicron variant is out there i guess and um without delving too much into the two years of covid that we have uh experienced and all of that but i can't remember a time in the two years that we've been covering this team where this many names have been on the covid list for not only our team but the entire nfl yeah. So much that they're changing the rules, right? And and you know what? I'm not even going to be critical of them at changing rules. I have been. I, I do think a lot of sports and different things have virtue signaled, as Cody likes to say, or, you know, they've done this for optics, a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm not even going to be critical about the NFL dropping it from 10 day quarantine to five day quarantine. I'm going to let, I'm going to say this is tell me what the science said. That's what everybody all told us before is, so whatever the science says, I'm all right with. But it's everywhere, dude. And I, my biggest question I have uh, today, who is it that we have no sinners right now? Yep. Oh, yeah, we have none. <laughs> Sam Sam Texlenberg is on the COVID-19 list. Um, that is official. So we are officially down to no centers. The, I mean, we're Brian we're Burns is right on now. the list. Brian, Brian Burns, Burns is on the is list. On the Shaq list. Thompson is on the list. Brandon Zilstra is on the list. Uh, and then yeah, if you I mean, look at the New Orleans Saints, they have like 20 people on their list, too. They're down to like uh, – did you guys hear that they reached out to Phillip Rivers and to Drew Brees to be their quarterback? The Saints? For, yeah, for a game. Yeah, I heard, I heard that about uh, Drew Brees. I didn't hear it for Rivers. So the – I if I had one magic if I had one question I could have answered for tonight's show like the insight it, are all of these people not all of them because I know some of them are going to be sick some of them are going to be asymptomatic is this a, a vast majority of people that are sick and then getting popped for the test or getting popped for the COVID test? And now it becomes protocol time. Listen, man, I was like, gonna... I want to know that. Like, I just want to know is are are you are these people feeling bad? Because I've never seen so many names up there. I'm worried. I'm worried. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, man. Most of the players that are opting out right now, they have, were players that had been vaccinated, had received their boosters, and they're still coming up with, uh, you know, with these positive tests. And they're also, m many of them are asymptomatic. And I guarantee you, uh, the the foresight of this is that, well, once we get into the playoffs, we want to be able to give teams enough time to be full strength and not have your franchise quarterback, you know, not be able to make a big-time playoff game. By the way, this is not conspiracy. What I'm about to say it's legitimately the truth. 
the Delta CEO asked the CDC to shorten recommended COVID quarantine times. The 10-day isolation for those who are fully vaccinated may significantly impact our workforce operations. Uh, this was, I mean, people have posted the emails about it. Uh, and then shortly after, the CDC has now made their official guidelines, man. I so know. it's like, no, you don't really have to trust the science. You have to trust the big business that <laughs> that uh, dictates what the rules actually are. It was a little so, tongue in cheek. It was a little stay, tongue in cheek. Stay woke, my friends. Uh, but, dude, I don't it's know. crazy, man. All right. So when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, though, we are down to no centers. Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, really a decimated team going against a decimated New Orleans Saints team. Uh, yes. Look at this. This is all the Saints. If this is, this is just the, from CBSSports.com, COVID tracker. Here are the names for the Saints. Now, I don't know the status of these players. You know, like, uh, because we have, for instance, Christian McCaffrey is in COVID protocol and he's not even playing. Right. So here is the thing here. Listen to this list. This starts. Uh, this is between December 21st and December 27th. Jawan Johnson, Adam Trotman, James Carpenter, Caden Ellis, Jeff Heath, Jalen Holmes, Christian Ringo, Jordan Mills, Malcolm Jenkins, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, JT Gray, Dwayne Washington, Demario Davis, Ryan Rancheck, Carl Granderson. I feel like he plays baseball. Quan Alexander, uh, that's some, Carl Grant. Yeah, yeah, there was a Granderson. He played for the Yankees. Anyway, that's a lot of damn players. We're talking yep. about them calling up people from NBC Sports who are commentating, who were done when they were in playing shape, asking Drew Brees to come out and run the offense for a day. The times are bad. It almost is a question, will this game even commence? And yeah. do you even care <laughs> if it doesn't? <laughs> that's a that's a damn good question, man. How many fans? How many fans of the Panthers and the Saints care? Uh, but you know, I it use would them be as a an relief. Example. We would almost thank the teams. We would be bigger fans if this game didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We need to settle the draft pick. We need to settle the draft. I mean, what the worst thing we could, the only thing that could happen for us is there's nothing good that can happen, Cody. No, if we win, it's a worst draft pick. The only victory is just a moral victory of being able to say that we swept the Saints. How long have we been able to say that in the season that we swept (laughs) the Saints? But then, of course, under the circumstances that the Saints are under, it makes all the sense in the <laughs> yeah, world. It would be, it'd be yeah, asterisk. it would be. And an then asterisk. I saw a number that said that no team has been through as many players this year as the New Orleans Saints. And yet, dude, if it wasn't for the division being so shitty, they would still be in in contention. You know, they were depending on Ian Book. So it's like, man, uh, you know, seeing how much how little turnaround the Panthers have had in comparison to some of those other teams, dude, it really shows you that we're kind of lacking that culture, um, you know, that that mindset of keep pounding, which a lot of people feel like Cam Newton was trying to say that uh, in his most recent press conference. You know, he brought up some of uh, some Panther players of old and talked about they knew what keep pounding meant. So, 
Yeah, man, there, there's there's a lot of emotions right now. There always is. At the end of the season, dude, Panther fans were all up in our emotions at the bottom of a bottle, man. It's it's rough, Tony. Right now, uh, since Tecklenburg was the last true center, according to Darren Gant, it complicates things. Quote, Matt Paradis was already lost for the year to a knee injury. Pat Eflin went on COVID last week, COVID-19 list last week, and allowing Tecklenburg to make his first career start. Unless Eflin is activated from the list later this week, and that remains a possibility, the Panthers will have to adjust again. And this would be, he says, uh, their 12th unique combination of offensive linemen this season. Practice squad lineman Mike Horton, Horton, here's a who, can play center uh, and was elevated to the game day roster last week. So Mike Horton, uh, the savior in the middle, uh, hopefully. You know, I felt like, uh, let's go back. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to say about the COVID stuff or the game coming up and what that does um, is... I kind of ask you, how about this? Is, do you think the Panthers can win and will win? I picked the Panthers today in a pick them. Like, just straight up. No spread, no nothing. But, like, they're, the Saints are devastated. They have been devastated even more by injury and anything than us. Uh, they haven't been very good. Their defense has not allowed a touchdown in, like, two games. So but they also haven't scored any touchdowns on offense. Yeah. So real quick, uh, shout out to our man John One Carolina for the four ninety nine love bomb. He says, just showing y'all boys some love. Pound sign. Keep pounding. Hashtag rest in peace, John Madden. John, you know we love you, brother. Appreciate the love, man. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I mean Tony, listen, I'll put it to you this way: if Taysom Hill. Uh, or, you know, maybe even uh, what's the guy that just brought in Blake Bortles. If, if that guy has an opportunity to go uh, and, and either of those two have an opportunity to play and on top of their defense. Yeah, I've seen nothing from this Panthers offense that lets me think that oh, I can reasonably count on them to be able to win a football game. Now, maybe they finally do this as some kind of vindication towards Matt Rule's culture that he's been talking about over and over. See, we told you guys we can do it. We beat the New Orleans Saints when they're out all of their players, you know? And listen, well, it we is on the road. It, it is would be road. a Panther victory. It would be very in line with what the Panthers do to pull this off. So I don't know. I'm still based on their defense alone, Cam Jordan. You know, the, uh, they still have that defensive backfield. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's 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 tough to pit the Panthers wow. in just about any scenario. Yeah, this is an ugly game. And the sad thing is it got flexed to, like, national mm. TV. I know. Yeah. Why? For what? It's, it's – they probably didn't have anything else. I don't know, dude. Like, there's so much stuff going on in the NFL right now. It's hard to find, like, um, those, those juicy storylines and – I mean, the, the good news is that the Saints was the only real complete victory we had, and they didn't even have any of their offensive, like, coaches in that game. Um, I just, uh, I thought it was, um, this would be the game that we win, but if we lose, 
with everything going on, like, I don't know how you keep Matt Rule after that. Like, if we have all of our starters for the most part, outside of some off- offensive linemen, right? Everybody else is still on this team and, ha- you know, healthy out again outside of JC Horn. Um, not nearly as decimated as, as New Orleans is. If we come out and lose this game, how do you possibly tell Matt Rule that, you know what? We're giving you another. Like, I don't get it. Like, we're going up against a team that has, like, literally just looked god awful on this on monday night like they looked horrible i just it, it'd be fine I, we want them to lose because we want the higher draft pick we want the better value in the draft but like at the same time if you lose i know like, it's what's crazy. the savior it's crazy to yeah. think that we're bad enough to lose but this, so against the team that has been just devastated <laughs> de- de- devastated and um, uh, how about this? Uh, if you measured uh, EPA uh, estimated points, they, they did this chart. The Panthers were literally at the bottom, so we are one of the very worst teams in football. And I think, uh, you know, shout out to Salika Ely in the chat. She says, What we all know, we cannot win with a two quarterback system. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter if you're on team Cam or team Sam. Neither of them are in a position to be successful with the offensive line as mismanaged as it is. So, yeah, with with that kind of setup, I don't know how you pick that over a Saints defense that's still, you know, playing like one of the better defenses, at least in the NFL, in spite of their record. Um, It would be just like something we would do is win, win a game like this on the road, yeah. you know, um, not in front of the fans, not in any meaningful way. <laughs> right. And uh, for the culture, for the culture. I don't know. Uh, at the end, of, when it comes to this, is that I just would say it's funny that the NFL decided to extend the NFL season this year when they can barely fill out the rosters because of COVID. Like, if there's a year not to extend it, you should have almost made the 17th game like a reschedule game, not a a reschedule week, it feels like. Um, I personally think it's the worst idea to go to 17 games if I have to watch a Carolina Panthers team like this for an extra game. I would have been such a mercy killing to just let us end with 16 this year, but we got to watch one more. The number is 252-228-5098. Why don't we jump into some cat calls and see what these cats got to say. And um, then we'll go and finish up our last topics about rule and his thousand percent process. Anything else we need to talk about? Call into the show, 252-228-5098. Let's see what you got to say. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... What's going on, boys? It's Coach from Wilmington. Um, What's up, Coach? You know, I don't, I don't know what the fuck we just saw. I don't. This is a couple. Of, this is like a day after the game. 
Oh, God. I mean, Sam Darnold getting booed and then going out there and, like, throwing a 63-yard pass. But, I mean, like, it was blown coverage. I mean, cool, you got lucky, and then you got sacked, like, four or five times. You know, like, and then the chant of the Matt firing of Matt Rule chant that was going, I mean, like, is the disappointment is there. Like, everybody is shouting and chanting, and we've done it for the past. After we started on that downhill slope, after, you know, going through, you know. But to go out into your press conference and say it took Jay-Z seven years. Mm. Oh, fucker, you ain't no Jay-Z. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, I understand. Like, A lot of things I want to talk about from this call. God, like you, you've you've blown your shot. I mean, he'll get three years because David Tepper won't bite the bullet and realize he made a mistake. But Cam Newton should have ended that game for us. That was just Matt Rule not having any class or respect toward Cam Newton, so show that he was pretty spineless. Uh, Cam Newton potentially last game in Bacon America Stadium didn't even start uh, finish him. You know, give him a, the that last drive. I don't know. He definitely doesn't have the fans or the players on his side, Matt Rule. And I doubt he has any of the rest of the coaching staff. But you know, that's something that's unspoken of. Like, I mean, they're not going to say anything. They're going to think it, but not say it. But it is what it is. Went out there and got shat on. Uh, put Robert Kowski in, and he shut the bed. One reception for 23 yards. Sucked me in the playoffs for fantasy because I benched Justin Jackson, who got 36 points. So, yeah, shitty weekend. Shitty weekend. I just want you guys to do one thing. Please play Shaq Thompson's press conference. Oh. All right, boys. Keep pounding. All right, we'll have to look for that. All right, so um, let's talk about the Matt uh, Rule boo, boo chant. Since this is the 2020 boo show, well, happy 2020 boo. Robbie Anderson didn't say nothing about that. He didn't say them booing or saying you shouldn't be talking about firing people's jobs or <laughs> or saving people's jobs. It's one thing, man. The Panthers fans are mad if they are chanting fire the coach in their home stadium and there's only like eight people left at that game by that point um other things on that call oh the offensive line how about this is uh he mentioned how many times sam Darnold got sacked cam newton got sacked what do we give up seven eight nine yeah uh, it was like eight it was a lot um Interestingly, all I've seen is a lot of people talking well, uh, talking nicely about our left tackle play from Brady Christensen this week. So explain to me where are all these. All right. So I, I saw a, set, a stat today, Cody, that said that Brady Christensen did not. He did allow three QB hurries or hits, QB hits maybe, but zero sacks. Where did the other, where did the eight sacks come from? If they didn't come uh, from the short left arm man. Yeah, it's always from our interior. And, you know, frankly, running backs not picking up blocks. Yeah, seven total sacks. Um, uh, Again, a lot of miscommunication. Like, 
you know, not only are the players just physically, you know, and skillfully not qualified to do the jobs that they're doing, it feels like, but on top of that, just a lot of misassignments, like not picking up incoming blitzers, uh, just routine things where the offense just looks completely out of sorts. Um, so again, to me, this just points back at coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, and but by the way, who is this a surprise to that Brady Christensen is able to come out and play well? You all know if you've been watching this podcast for any length of time that I predicted it, that Brady Christensen would end up being, uh, you know, would hold his own at that left tackle position. Tony and I did a debate my take about it. I believe I came out on top. I think we've seen a good amount from Brady Christensen to say that he at least deserves a shot to prove that he is indeed a left tackle going he forward. Deserves a full Short season. arms be damned. Yeah, he deserves sure. a full season. Yes, he should have had one this year, and we wouldn't have been asking so much, and maybe we could be looking at maybe a center or a guard sometime in the draft, but I don't know, man. Still a lot in flux going forward, but shout out to Brady <laughs> Christensen, man. I'm, I'm really excited about the type of player that he has the potential to be for us. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the Jay-Z thing. Uh, the Jay-Z <laughs> uh, comment made by Matt Rule in his press conference. I saw uh, Crystal Hurt. She's at Princess Sugar 59 She said, Panthers got 99 problems, and this bozo is the biggest one. She said about the Matt, and uh, put a picture up of Matt Rule beside Jay-Z. Um, the other thing was, is this is, uh, I wanted to show this. Is hopefully, let me see if I can share my screen here. Is I saw this, and I about died. And this is going back to when Rule was a coach for said it set. Can you see this tweet? Yep. Rule separated himself at Temple and his relentless energy and creativity. This is from some story that John Ellis posted, who, by the way, has become a champion of hating this administration of coach <laughs> like i thought that they got he was one of those guys that tried to play it so down the fairway he's so pissed right now anyway to fire up defensive linemen back in 2006 he'd splash coffee on his face at the end of a meeting all the time i would drink coffee in a unit meeting and then throw the rest of it on my face and say let's go at the end so matt rule <laughs> You're telling me that doesn't work in the NFL? Come on, dude. I think Matt Rule is also the originator of the people of the eating Tide Pod movement. <laughs> Check out <laughs> this. Maybe so. Tide, yeah, like cook. <laughs> it breeds toughness. It's like uh, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, Bobby Boucher from uh, the Longest Yard, or whatever, whatever the movie was. Um, funny. Funny stuff. Uh, anything else from that call uh, stuck out? Go to the it next just, one too. The, the Jay Z, the the Jay Z thing, right? That that part to me is like it just reminds me of your grandfather trying to be hip. Like, yes, yes. I tell all the guys all the time, like Jay Z. Like, you got to know that all these guys are sitting there saying, like, "Who the fuck is this? Is this? It's like, is this? Yeah." Is this? <laughs> 
<laughs> is this uh ja matt rule uh yeah ja rule some people call him that my friend's been calling that for a, for a long time but the the other thing is it's like you know the rome isn't built in the day saying is really fallen deaf on these young kids ears so let's do jay-z and that empire he built wasn't built in seven years you know these like, players I mean, don't want to hear that silly. anyway yeah these players don't want to hear that rome wasn't built in a day either because all these guys are being told is how short their career is going to be because of you know football you got to make sure you're managing your finances well last thing i want to do is have be a part of a program that's going to take more than my contract year to be able to build up what is that rockefeller records is that yeah his and by the way he was famous before then like, yeah, that's my, yeah. All right, so that's the he other was, thing is that it's not even in comparison. That's what I wanted to know is like it didn't from from what I remember, I felt like Jay Z went to the top of the top pretty quick. Like when he dropped out, you know what I mean? Like he was young. I felt like coming in the footsteps of Biggie and Tupac, and I for I like I feel like people called him the goat early. I like man. Not even a good reference. All right, uh, 252-228-5098. Jay-Z. Did it really take him seven? I wonder if Jay-Z does like a, what is it when they come back at you? Like a response rap? Like a battle rap? (laughs) I hope he battle raps, Matt. A diss track? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's got to come and diss track Matt Rule and say, dude, I was here from day one. You just want around. <laughs> yeah, anyway. By the way, on C3 Nation, your boy Jay Anderson hitting y'all up. Nope. One thing, another thing that the Panther fans need to, I mean, they just, Panther fans just need to give up 2022 <laughs> because Matt, Matt Rule is comfortable where he at. And David Tepper is comfortable with having Matt Rule as the coach. Not only that, Matt Rule has gotten the national media to be comfortable with him. See, they blaming everything on just the quarterback and stuff like that. You know, I ain't got no, you know, I ain't got no love for Sam Thorne. I don't think Sam Thorne is trash no matter if we had a good line and stuff like that. But Matt Rule, he has the media on lock. He knows he has the media on lock. He knows he had David Tepper on lock. So in order for the you know Panther fans to just need to let twenty two let this year go let twenty twenty um twenty 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 two go don't show up at don't show up at these games don't show up at training camp you want to hear your voice heard just don't show up and live a stress free football um football life watch college football watch all the other pro games do not pay attention to the Carolina Panthers. That's how you live stress-free, man. Because this, this franchise is a joke. And it's turned into a, a massive joke like no other. I mean, we went from at least, you know, a top 15 franchise to a below 30 franchise. Everybody is calling the Carolina Panthers a shit show or a clown show. Was that it? We can't hear you, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I muted myself while the call was going. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough watching uh, watching people that I know that follow the team probably, I would say, more passionately, clearly more passionately than I do. You know, people that are hitting me up with the news all the time. Um, I think of Nova Black. Nova Black said that he had didn't watch his first Panther game ever. <laughs> I was like, he missed his first one. It's like uh, the opposite of losing your virginity. It's like the uncool way. Um, tough. I saw you start uh, something about the offensive line. Who gave up them sacks? Uh, yeah, this is uh, from Panther, Panther Pickle. Uh, he uh, said, according to PFF, Michael Jordan allowed four hurries, two sacks, and John Miller, three hurries, one sack, Tecklenburg, two hurries. So as we listen, I mean, we've been on this since before the start of the season that the interior of our offensive line was going to be bad. We have said this. This was, you didn't have to be a fortune teller to foresee this happening. The offensive interior is bad. It's been very bad. Uh, And again, you know, we say Brady Christensen's name a ton, but the fact that we've been, you know, what are we, uh, 15 games into the season now and Deontay Brown has taken one snap. It's just abysmal, man. It's you know, I mean, even didn't have that, to be this bad. Even even the fact that Brady Christensen only had two year two games as a start. Like when you have like Cam Irving was hurt for a good portion of the year, and you know when you have Christensen sitting back there and he plays one game and he doesn't do bad, right? He actually grades out higher than everybody else on the on the team. On that line, and then you look at the fact that they don't play him again, and then they play him again, and guess what? He does all right. Like he doesn't. He's like not a world beater, but he is doing much better than I feel like what the other people on the line are doing. Right? Um, like I mean, I was still critical of his play, but I mean, it's still clear that he is better than the people that he's playing beside. Sure. Um, and and the fact that that's happened, I mean, yeah, I mean, it just speaks tremendously to the ineptitude of of this coaching staff. And, and, and a lot of this, so you look at that, there was only out of the seven sacks, three of them were allowed by our offensive line, right? Four of them were allowed because of free runners from the edge or something along the, from a blitzer um, or something along those lines where um, either Chuba wasn't picking up a blitz or people were just not recognizing what they're supposed to do. And that, like Cody said, I think that comes back to coaching. Um, and I, that, that I think is a hundred percent true. I think that's, I think right now our biggest problem is our coaches are not getting these guys prepared on a on a week to week basis. Even though these guys are professionals, but coaching is a big part of what these guys are, are are missing right now. I feel like, you know, when Robbie Anderson was talking about the fake fans, that I think the thing that gets on me is this: is like if booing makes you a fake fan, then does that mean we can't criticize players' decisions? No. Right. Do we have to like everybody? Because right now I don't want to cheer for Chuba Hubbard. I ain't signing up to buy it buy his jersey anytime soon. And I feel bad about that. I feel bad that I'm saying I don't think Chuba Hubbard's all that good. Tony, but let me let me ask you this. I feel that way. Let me ask you this. Who is more real? Tony, I love everything about you. And then when you're not here, Cody, Tony's a piece of shit. Like, would, right. it, would it be better if I'm real to you to your face? Yeah. Or is it better than that I'm sitting here is like, oh, you're such a great person. Let me talk some yeah. shit about you afterwards, though. 
Like, I feel like those people booing are probably the realest fans in this entire fucking stadium. Because yeah. I, I here's the thing. Like, if, if you're just constantly an optimistic fan about this regime, you're not a real fan. You haven't put any any emotion. You're like or not any, paying attention. <laughs> well, you haven't put any feeling into this team. If you're not upset about what the fuck is happening right now, and that boo is a way to be able to kind of get your feelings out, if you're not, then you're not the real fan. Like, if you're not putting your emotions out there on the field, if you're not letting the team know and be heard what you're, how you're feeling, you're not a real fan. So I think Robbie Anderson's already got that shit wrong. I guess it's yeah. a lot easier to say that when you make $14 million a year or whatever yeah. and go into a basketball game where it's not like a tenth of your, not a tenth, but like 1% of your yearly salary to get there. That's yeah. what it would take for a lot of us to go spend the weekend. It's like 1% of our whole salary. And by the, the way, I, I do think you're a little too hard on Chuba. I think Chuba is another person who, if we were, <sighs> if so we hard. had a better offensive line, it, he would be one of the better rookie running backs that you'd be talking about. Like, CK, uh, tell him. I'm tired of other people's <laughs> mis, uh, misgivings or bad performance to be de- predicated on somebody else's success. Um, I, listen, I, again, I, it is unfair and I agree, but at this point in time, if they haven't shown that they're capable of doing something beyond what they've done so far, then they're not a good player until they show us otherwise. But uh, has he really it shown very well, maybe true, Cody, you like I'm saying well, he's not well, maybe bad. right, he's but we're sick team. of hearing the fucking offensive line excuse and it might be right. But actually, I'm not even going to say is I would say he's had um, other than just like he, he's gotten positive yards on some runs. But every time he goes to the ground, I'm worried there's a fumble. I swear there, there is a moment where I go, did he fumble? Did he fumble? Did he fumble? I bet you he fumbled. Right. I am so I'm expecting him to fumble. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to drop the ball. I'm expecting disaster to happen secretly. It's like a, you know, I don't want to admit it to myself. I'm being real right here with it. Is I've seen other guys play a lot better in their rookie year for the Panthers. They didn't get no time. <clears throat> Cameron was paying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, is not a bad player. He's a young player on a bad football He's not team. And he had some good runs, with. man. Listen, also being forced into filling in for Christian McCaffrey when this was a Christian McCaffrey offense. Like he, he stepped up in a, in a in a big way, and he might not have been everything that you hoped that he would be, but he's going to be a part of this team going forward. And I think, uh, you know, a, a, a decent part of our run game. Oh, so, I'm so excited! So excited! I can't! I, can't, I just can't hide it. Uh, next call. Panther brothers, how y'all doing, man? It's G Cavassier. Hey, I'm gonna keep it short and simple. Rest in peace to John Matt. I just found out like 10 minutes ago that he passed away, man. Damn, shit breaks my damn heart. I'm playing Madden right now, man. Of course, you know, I'm playing the Panthers and going against the Green Bay Packers. You know what I'm saying? But damn, man. God bless his soul, man. That was a hell of a coach and a hell of a broadcaster, man. Don't miss that dude. Keep pounding. Yeah, a uh, tough day for the football world. Uh, thanks for the call, G. Cavazia. Let's keep going through. The number's 252-228-5098. Hey, gentlemen. Hope you all are doing well. This is Daniel again. Um, well, What's up, Daniel? first of all, rest in peace to John Madden. 
but you know this whole situation about uh, man, I, I swear, like I, it's it's so mixed up that I, I don't even know what to what to think anymore. It's like crazy, but you know this whole situation about you know the fans booing and everything. I mean, I, I get both perspectives, but you know it's what what do you expect? You know when when fans spend hundreds of, of dollars to go, you know, and and watch these players, you know, play, and they play like trash. Like half the time, it looks like they're not even trying. Sometimes, you know, like they just. Like, they just don't care at times, like Robbie Anderson with all his drops. What do you mean? Like, what can you possibly expect? You know, but then also, fans are also hypocritical when when they boo for Sam Darnold in this case. Mm-hmm. And then cheer when he goes and makes a heck of a play like he did that, what was the first drive? <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, it's just... Our our whole culture is jacked up uh, as an organization, as a fan base. Uh, everything is just so messed up, you know. And then on top of that, we're over here talking about rebuilding. Matt Rule talking about rebuilding, you know. But yet we trade a second rounder for a quarterback and went looking for Watson at the beginning of the season when we were doing we were doing well. You know, he came out and said, "Well, now why not win now? You know, we want to win now." But because now you are straight trash, now it's a rebuild and talk about temper wanting young players and young players are going to make mistakes. It's always contradictive with this with this man. I mean, it's, it's just so crazy, you know. And then he comes out here and compares things to Jay Z. Man, like <laughs> this, this is this is like clownish. This is this is bad. I mean, it's just it's hot. I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad. You know, it's like, I feel bad as a Panthers fan. I feel embarrassed. You know, uh, sometimes with my friends, you know, start making fun of, it's, what can you say? Knowing you're absolutely right. Knowing that I kind of feel the same way. I mean, this is just crazy, guys. (sighs) Panther Nation. Gotta keep pounding through it all, but listen. I feel you. I feel the end. What do you call, think man. about um, this? Is uh, so Robbie Anderson, who's kind of sparked the conversation about real what fans should be doing, how a real fan, fake fan, this and that. Uh, but you know, when he was when he was called out by people of the media for his celebration. Uh, on a meaningless, this is what Don Cleveland at NFL underscore Don Cleveland tweeted. He said, Robbie Anderson spun the ball in front of the Bucks bench and pointed up to celebrate a meaningless catch on first down while being down 32 to six with no time left in the game. Uh, parentheses. He also celebrated a short catch the play earlier. And yes, the score was still 32 to six. Robbie Anderson uh, responded, said, that's people like you problem, always trying to find negative in situations. I'm going to count my blessings and live my dream and enjoy it to the fullest, the best I know. This dream don't last forever. It's just, 
It kind of is a little tone deaf. Not a little tone deaf. It is tone deaf. It's tone deaf to the moment. Uh, and maybe, I mean, like, I mean, Robbie Anderson just kind of having to learn the world. Like, I mean, I'm going to hold this together. But what do you guys think about him ba- bouncing back at the same time he's talking about the fans? One side of his mouth, he's saying this out of the other. I mean, I don't know, dude. That's why it's kind of like what you said earlier, Tony. Like, we haven't had a lot of time with Robbie Anderson. Like, if this is coming from a Greg Olson, you know, in his final years, dude, we're having an entirely different conversation. It's Robbie fucking Anderson who can who uh, confused Sir Purr with a bear. Who's that bear? <laughs> hey, Robbie. Maybe the mascot for the Carolina Panthers is a panther, dude. What a fucking concept, right? It's like, again, dude, like, I, I like that he's defending a teammate, and I, just like I liked when he defended Cam Newton. And I gave yeah, him a lot yeah. of props when he defended Cam Newton in a way that most people um, are afraid to, certainly if they're connected <laughs> to the Panthers. So, again, I respect the real. I like that he's able to, uh, uh, you know, share he's his own 459 opinion. yards this season. And hey, let or him celebrate, like man. That. This might be the last time he'll be able to celebrate until sometime in front next of that year, bear? man. Yeah. What if he right? doesn't ever get to celebrate in front of that bear again? Oh, dude, poor guy, man. Two road games and a trade later. <laughs> oh, dude. Right, so yeah, right. it, it was a it was a bad answer. Um and it and it was tone deaf. And again, especially especially now after what we thought the Panthers were gonna be this season just for us to look like we do out there on the field. Yeah, it was just the wrong time. Wrong time. Looking at these Bucks players in the picture is awesome. Uh, Antonio Brown is over there on the on the bike. Let me see if I can pull this. Here, I'm going to go to the next call. I'm going to pull this picture up. Uh, 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. It's Joey. You know what I want to say? Fuck Robbie Anderson. <laughs> the guy cannot catch a pass. We paid him a bunch of money, and he hasn't done shit. He can't catch like stop with your fake ass fan. Like, he's always he's never catching the ball. <laughs> Joe, you only he's, call in every you know, week for a podcast. And yeah, fake I get. Fan. I mean, he does stick up for a team. That's a, his teammates. That's a good quality to have. I'm not complaining about that. But to get up here and call us fake fans. You were done doing that press conference in your apartment, dude. <clears throat> and you're lucky these that our fans aren't like as hardcore as some other fans because they would have found you and they would have beaten your ass. <laughs> Joey. Joey the Blind so, like, Panther. Gonna for go. Robbie to say that pisses me off because like, and yes, I criticize some of the aspects of our fan base because we don't boo when we're pissed. We don't like say. All we do is leave. Leaving doesn't do shit. They already got mm-hmm. money for at least one beer. If you're an alcoholic, they got money for two or three. Well, they got money for all, your Joey. food. They got money for your ticket. So leaving doesn't do anything. You know? Like, the only way empty seats translate to money is if you're as if no one buys them, but people are buying them and then leaving. That's my criticism. So, like, for fans to actually be making their displeasure known, 
and Robbie decriticizes, and Robbie's no one to do it. I would have less of a problem with Shaq Thompson doing it. I would have less of a problem with someone with, with, with CMC doing it or DJ Moore, but Robbie? Robbie needs to shut his damn mouth. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Look at this picture of Robbie Anderson. This is the tweet in the, from the Don Cleveland guy or whatever. But I love uh, Antonio Brown back here on the bike. You know, like he's just grinning. <laughs> he's like, I'm back in the NFL. I got three games suspension going to get. I didn't even uh, notice that until you mentioned it, dude. Another That's Super awesome. Bowl rig. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who is. Someone look up who number 17 is. Cameron. Is that Cameron Brait? No. It's a wide receiver number. It's not Mike Evans. He was out, but uh, Richard Sherman's over here. He's he's always upset about something, and he barely looks like he's he's just like all right, whatever. As you celebrating here, and then I love this guy immediately to right in front of Robbie Anderson, who is not paying attention at all, <laughs> at all. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> like, and let him have his little stupid celebration dance. It's uh, the, the, they said the Scotty Miller in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people over here, like, look at this score. <laughs> and I love Antonio Brown in the back. I just love it, man. It's like so awesome. I'm cheering for him. Cheering for the man in the hot air balloon, uh, always and forever. Uh, let's go to the next goal. Hey, gentlemen, Daniel again. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys to, to continue the, the good job that you guys do, you know. And Thanks a lot, man. We, as fans, appreciate what you guys do. And, you know, just keep it up. You know, I, myself, you know, respect the fact that you guys are on here, at, you know, every Tuesday and Friday. You know, and then after every embarrassing Sunday games that we've gone through and you guys deal through the embarrassment and do what you do so we appreciate it gentlemen we enjoy the content and you guys have a good night man thank you very much appreciate and, uh, it, we, man. we appreciate your support particularly uh the people that have called in like yourself as well as the people in the chat room the people that hold it down uh on the psychiatrist couch with us each and every week um, and we can support and lock arms together as we walk through this mile of shit, like Andy Dufresne escaping Shawshank Redemption or whatever, Shawshank Prison. <laughs> We're doing it together, guys. Uh, and you can help support us, strengthen that bond by subbing up to the podcast, smashing the like, the thumbs up button, uh, and booing uh, our podcast. Call in and boo. Yeah. I'd be okay <laughs> with that. Uh, all fake fans. Uh, sub up and boo the podcast. Uh, boo me when you see me. Uh, 2020 boo. Yuck. All right, let's go to the next call. Lord, Robbie Anderson, that was people something else. Anyway, um, I was calling because I just wanted to say that or ask a question. I felt like Cam's press conference was very telling, but not telling, if y'all can read in between the lines, you know, because he went down the list of all the you know, of all the players that he that understood with the whole Sam Mills mantra was about to keep pounding. And then he goes on to say, you know, basically they understood what it meant as to indirectly say that uh some of these players are soft and they 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 ain't got that life. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to play together. They don't know what it means to come together as a team. 
And I think that's why he was giving off, or sounded like he was giving off some retirement guys, because I feel like after he came back and he saw that, he was just like, man, it's time for me to go. He, they don't get it no more. And so I'm wondering, was could that have been the whole narrative of of what really been going on? Like they don't, because look at it, they have no continuity on the field. They don't have time to get, if they're not, even if they're playing well, they don't look excited. They just look like we just there because we're getting a check. And so my question is, is could it be that that is the issue with the culture in Carolina, that they don't play because they really love the game and that they really love the way uh, or they want this team to win? Do they just come to work to get a check like people do in everyday life? Fantastic call, Shalika. Uh, listen, man, Cam, uh, his press conference has been the the uh, the talk of a lot of speculation here. And Tony, I know you hadn't uh, gotten an opportunity to hear it, so we'll uh, short little two minute video, and we'll listen yeah, we'll to what he had to say. We'll listen to what Cam Newton had to say, and then you all tell me what y'all think. Sorry if it's too low. That's all I can do. And it goes without saying, you know, the humanistic side of this football. Game uh, football has been good to me. You know, I was able to. Can you hear it? Walk away. I can hear it. But you know, I don't want to sound like I'm retired, but you know, it's had some great, some great, um, you know, memories. And as you think about, as you move forward, you know, it, it, it takes more than one guy. It takes more than one talent. It takes more than a couple guys. It takes unanimously everybody understanding what their role is and what you have to do and when I look at my situation was it ideal and not I'm not I'm, I'm talking big picture I'm talking uh, you know over the years not not today I'm just talking you know was it ideal no but I think the thing that I can pride myself on is being able to say I never blinked I never bitched I never complained I never I never pointed the finger I never you know, wanted it any easier than what it is. I, man, we play this game as alpha males, as lions going against each other. You know, one lion taking over another safari or whatever, and, and, and you'll be damned, so to speak. So it takes guys to really understand, you know, their role and their responsibility and being able to execute it every play. So, you know, on the sideline, I had a moment where – you know, you look back over the years and guys who taught you, Steve Smith, Jordan Gross, Ryan Khalil, uh, Michael Lawrence, you know, Thomas Davis, Luke Kiki. So he basically went on to name some more Panthers and just talk about how they had the idea and the mantra of keep pounding. They knew what it meant. And it, it was important to them, and they embodied keep pounding and the way that they played and the way that they practiced and presented themselves. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of taking this to mean that that keep pounding mantra and mindset almost doesn't mean as much to these current group of players. And maybe that's people looking too far into it, but a lot of people also looked at this press conference from Cam Newton and took it to meant that this is him, you know, Ashley mentioned in our cat call that this is Cam Newton kind of reconciling the fact that 
he might not have too much longer to play football. And uh, before the game, media kept on asking Cam Newton, you know, it, it, basically all the sentimental questions, what do you feel about this potentially being your last performance in Bank of America Stadium? And Cam Newton was very dismissive. He's like, listen, if it's not thinking about winning the next football game, I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, and then to hear, to hear his answer post-game, Man, it really does let you know that, man, I, I really think it does weigh on him that he came back for this, that the Panthers are this bad. And everything that you and I have been saying, Tony, about, you know, whatever legacy he might have had, it, it, it sucks all the more that Cam Newton has come back just for it to end this way and almost give all the haters all of the fire and ammunition that that he was you know, kind of the the haters were kind of looking for on Cam. So uh, you hear it in his voice, man. He just sounds kind of defeated. And I I feel for him, man. I feel for him. Like I said, this player, I mean, Cam Newton, that's the reason I love the Carolina Panthers. And to see him go out this way, man, this is tough. I'm going to tell you this, like the reason I love that press conference is Cam Newton sounded so mature in what he was saying even? I was thinking the same thing. Like, he sounded like a guy, like, that's wise. You know what I mean? And I, it's and that's not to say he hasn't before, but Cam Newton just almost feel like it. I, when I hear that, do I hear defeat? Yes. But I also hear someone who's maybe accepted that things are the way they are. And that is just that, you know, it's. He's not out here pointing fingers. He's not out here saying it's somebody else's fault. He's taking ownership every step of the way. Um, and and listen, I, I love that press conference. And and it did feel, and I hate to say it, it did feel a lot like a retirement speech. You know what I mean? I don't even, you know, it's like he said, I don't want this to be overly applied to retirement because he's going to, the what these guys, when they start getting into the latter parts of their career, have to start making decisions about what's best for them financially. They're, you know, what they can deal with, the rehab they can deal with, the weekend, the grind, the change of scenery. You know, there's going to be so much if Cam could be, is going to probably going to be just coming to terms with, does he even want to go through it again? Right. So, I mean, there's one thing is, can he do it? Blah, blah, blah. So he's probably not overly. Like I'm retiring, I'm not retiring. I do think he's like coming to terms with his own mortality in a certain sense or the mortality of his career, right? And that is that it's not something that can last forever. You know, like the the special, and and this is where I actually don't think he's talking about this current team all that much. I think he's truly reflecting upon yeah. um, himself and what it takes to, to find success in the NFL and how special it is when you do find it, because not only do you have to be playing great, if you're Cam Newton, so many moving parts around you have to work and work out. Right. Right. And so, I mean, if you think about these teams is that's why it's so kind of, we underestimate how special it is to kind of win a Super Bowl. Right. And and even when the best of circumstances happen, it can still not happen. And then there's more times than not 
injury is going to take part. So, look, I mean, if you think about who Cam Newton was when he came into the league, I mean, he is arguably a guy that we're thinking could change football forever. Right. Yeah. And imagine if, if for some way he could found to have like a 20 year career or a 15 year career where it wasn't marred by some of these challenges. He could go down as one of the greatest in history if he doesn't already go down in that way because he's got so many records. So I think he's understanding, too, is that not only do I have to be great, all the circumstances have to. It is a special moment that you need to enjoy and appreciate when it's there. And you got to understand that it can't everything can't be special. I don't think he's really talking about the players that are surrounding him at that moment as like. um, But I do think Cody is that or CK where I agree so much is this kind of maturity. It really feels like he's come to terms a little bit with it. You know, he sounds cooler talking about it than I sound. He sounds about resolute. It. Yeah, he sounds yeah, resolute. Yeah. Like, like he knows. Like he, like he he's doesn't, not scared of the conversation yeah. as much anymore. He's not scared of it, and I feel like even that he, like, he has confidence in knowing what he's doing after this. Like it, 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 it feels like he has a direction. Like he doesn't feel like he's without direction right now. I think uh, the other thing that's so great about this, if you listen to this two minutes of Cam talk or a minute and 50 seconds, and you listen to the minute 50 seconds he said the last press conference and the one and the 100 before this, is they so easily contradict those stupid narratives that exist about Cam being me, me, me. Like, I'm just saying this. It's like everything about what Cam, they said Cam was going to be when he came into the league and what people believed about him regardless. He has, I mean, you can't listen to this and say he's a me guy. No, I, I have this conversation constantly because people know I'm a Panthers fan. They say, you know, Cam Newton doesn't have it anymore. You know, it's about, you know, he kind of deserves it. He's such a you know, selfish player, all this stuff. And I cannot stand that narrative because I say, if you would give yourself even 10 minutes to sit down and study who Cam Newton is, not just as a player, but as a person, you wouldn't say a single negative thing about the type of person that he is. He he puts everything he possibly can into, he's brought so much joy to the Carolinas, to the Charlotte area, to the kids, to, to people that were in need. And I know a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of players do these things. It felt like that was probably one of the best like I don't know that I've seen a player do as much as Cam Newton has done for the North for the Carolinas. Like you know, in his charity and his and his uh, you know in, in in just anything really in his sports even, um, and even on the field. I mean, even in his press conference, he's praising people, he's lifting people up, he's giving people nicknames. Right, he's out there trying to create a relationship with this team. And if you if you put that together, if you gave yourself ten minutes to watch what Cam Newton really is and just research him you wouldn't be able to say any of the stupid shit that people say about him. He is not a selfish player. He is actually probably one of the most selfless players that you're going to find. He puts himself on the line. He puts himself in the press conference. He blames himself for everything. He blames himself for the fumble, even though Chuba could have probably helped helped him with that. He blames himself for the football, for the uh, interceptions, even though an offensive line hit his elbow when he was throwing the ball. He blames himself, and he doesn't put that, that ownership back on anybody other than himself. And I think that that shows tremendously more about Cam Newton than what people assume he is because if he does a Superman celebration. And also he's a super competitor too. 
So all those times when you would see Cam Newton after a loss on the sideline and he would put the towel over his head and people would just talk shit about him. Like, listen, man, most of these people don't know what it's like to practice week in and week out trying to do everything to will your team to a victory. And then it doesn't happen for a bunch of different reasons, man. People handle it differently. But what's that saying go? Uh, Show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. And I mean, that's always been the point of it, man. And also, we're not going to pass over the fact that uh, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger have done way more to at times show themselves to be sore losers than Cam ever has. And if Cam Newton did some of the things that they did, he would have been drug over hot coals for that bullshit. Tell me, tell me so, when Cam Newton's walked to an opposing sideline and said, fuck you, like Tom right, Brady did. Oh, God. Yeah, no kidding. Tell me when he's done that. And that's one of the things that I hate about this. And, and I'm not trying to make this about race, but it's it's almost like this, this part of you, you have to have a conversation. And I hate that this is a conversation that that people like Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson or anybody has to have is you're going to be judged more harshly than your than your you know than than other other races in this same position right and so what you have to do is you have to live to a higher standard because if you go to the same level of somebody else you're going to be raked over the coals whereas somebody else is going to be seen as just a uh you know oh he's just a competitive football player right and and that that the fact that people like cam people like like i said lamar jackson people like um, you know, gosh, I mean, pretty much anybody. I mean, even Tua, you know, you got to probably put that same ownership on him. Um, you know, it, these guys have to go about the way that they perform, the way that they celebrate, and have to be so so aware of what other people's uh, uh, appearance of them might might be that that it's just it's so irritating and it's just like it sucks because it's the world we live in, but it's so unfair. Yeah, I saw Harry Reid died former senator um all right let's see tell me if we heard this going right lord robbie anderson it was people something else anyway um i was calling because i just wanted to say yeah, that yeah. or ask- all right so here next call hey guys it's joey again and i want to say something kind of uh kind of interesting and kind of speech to something we all say so do you know how we started three to know this season and look where we are now well, the Dolphins were one and two, and then like they went what one and seven, and uh, then they like won eight straight games, and they're no seven straight games. Sorry, they're they're probably going to make the playoffs, and yet people were saying this is like such a disappointing team when they were talking about the Dolphins. So they're going to make the playoffs. And they started the season one and seven. And we're going to uh, not make the playoffs when we started three and oh. So, yeah, shows how meaningless, like, early season football is. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe they should actually shorten the season to, like, I don't know, maybe October, maybe start in October because it's so freaking hot anyway. It can't be good for you to play in that game and that weather. It is hell to sit in that weather at a game. Like, could you imagine actually having to play, like, with all that pad and sweating all over the place? Dude, this, oh, bro. 
But because of it's so meaningless, they should just shorten the season. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, we're at that point where do you really want to watch the third stringer? It doesn't that suck when you watch uh, COVID, these COVID-ravaged teams and you see how far the drop-off is between a first stringer and a third stringer? It's crazy, you know? I mean, it really shows you how top athletes these are because we're going to go out there without Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns. Imagine that. I mean, like, uh, shorten the season for us. Um, Anything, actually, uh, Rule said that he's a 1,000% confident that the process is working and that uh, David Tepper has showed tremendous support for him. Your thoughts on uh, Matt Rule in these comments? Uh, I mean, listen, David Tepper appears to be under the spell of Matt Rule and all of the BS that he's telling the reporters about, well, we just need an offseason. We need some time to build up the O-line. We need some time to fix the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, David Tepper uh, is willing to give him that third year based on absolutely nothing. And uh, but that also tells me that I don't think David Tepper is uh, I think he's going to tell Fitterer, do your worst. If that means bringing in a quarterback uh, like Deshaun, if he ever becomes available, if that means trading picks for, you know, players on the offensive line, we're going to do this thing where the par- the Panthers are going to play and build their football team like a like a team that's you know, a few pieces away from being a legitimate contender. And every year that we do that, we disservice ourselves because we're not fully committing to the proper rebuild that we've been needing to go through for a long time. So, I mean, listen, David Tepper's going to have to deal with this. He made the bed. He's going to have to lay in it. Uh, Matt Rule is 100% on David Tepper's shoulders. And listen, I've I've called what I think is going to happen. I've been very open about it. David Tepper is Mr. Daylight Dollar Short, and he is going to do everything in his power to make sure that he fires Matt Rule when it's too late, probably sometime around the middle of the season next year. Um, I don't think that I don't think that him saying that really tells us much about what's truly going on. You know, I mean, like, oh, Te- Tepper shows me tremendous support. Until he doesn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, how many times has Matt Rule showed tremendous support for guys and then cut them the next day? Uh, I will, if if Matt Rule survives that Monday after the season ends or whatever, whatever that firing Monday is, Black Monday or whatever they do where they fire everybody, I'll be surprised, to be honest. And if he survives that day, then I think he's going to be with the Carolina Panthers in 2020, boo. But I don't think that he's anywhere safe at this point. I think there's uh, too many questions surrounding the quarterback and the offensive line to think that that contract length alone uh, means that he is safe and that uh, anything that uh, beyond just Tepper's tremendous support throughout this season is uh, – what else is he supposed to say? And, I mean, he looks frantic. The whole thing looks crazy. Now, I mean, is it unfathomable to believe they could be back? 
But I don't think there's a lot of signs pointing that he should be back or will be back. I don't believe that. So I don't think, I think these comments are just comments. They're just comments. They don't mean anything. I do want to remind you, Cody, you owe me five bucks for Terrence Marshall Jr. not hitting 500 yards this season. Ha ha. Uh, what a crap. I couldn't season. understand how terrible our coach was going to do all these players. 2020 boo. Uh, see, I think that's about it. I don't really think there's anything else I want to talk about. We've got, we got more stuff to cover this week as we go forward with debate my take and uh beat check and so so we'll be checking all those stories and doing some more previewing throughout the week we do need to get to our ice up picks and um i guess that's it and then get the hell out of here what do you guys you guys got something nice up um yeah i guess i'll go first i mean listen the holiday seasons are are rough on everybody you know um especially people, you know, that are away from their families and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of times, and I think many of you know this, the Carolina Panthers can cause terrible forms of depression. And sometimes people don't know how to speak out about their Panther depression. And that goes to even people who are very close to the team. That includes Sir Purr, because it looked as though Sir Purr on live TV <laughs> made an attempt to take his own life and said, you know what? I am not down for the long haul. I am you know, copy- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it looks so dumb, man. So, by the way, shout out to Sir Purr. He did this uh, yeah, bungee jumping thing, went all the way down. Pretty, pretty cool stunt. But, dude, it looks 100%. Like Sir Purr is taking trying his to own end life. his life. Yeah, so like, dude, I'm done with this shit. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's just so funny that like no one thought that it would look wrong. And when the Panthers were so bad, well, have and, you seen and, the Jag? The Jags mascot did this a few weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, this is copycat. Few- this is even copycat. Well, one time he jumped out of a plane. And like skydived into the stadium. So, well, he, uh, he did. Uh, I think I was at one of the games where he came in like on a parachute or something. But uh, he did do this something similar. It does look like Sir Purr is taking the the plunge. Uh, <laughs> He's had enough. Is he He's a true enough. fan? I don't know. Or is this just a call for attention? <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Cody says copycat. <laughs> I think that's oh. funny. But. Uh, yeah, uh, but good news. Serper is okay. He's that still bear upset. is all right? Is He's that bear still all upset. Right? It, it all started when Robbie Anderson called him that bear. Uh, he had an I identity think. crisis. That and it's just been a slow build up. ever since. So uh, to to Serper um, and everyone who planned this stunt, ice up, son. Ice up. You got anything, CK? Um... I mean, I'm just going to ice up Robbie Anderson at this point. Just He's already being kind of, uh, you know, eaten alive in the national narrative for his uh, celebration in that in that situation. And then him coming out and basically calling the fans fake fans. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to put him on the, uh, you know, ice up list uh, this uh, this week. So uh, Robbie Anderson, ice up, my dude. Ice up. Uh- I am. I've got two two uh, quick ones. Uh, the first one is this uh, video right here of this fan who runs on to the 
the field at this at the, I guess I mean it looks like it sure looks like it's at the Panthers game. Yeah, it's yeah. at the Panthers game. And uh I don't remember. I didn't remember seeing it on TV at the time. Let me see. Where is it? Uh but if you hear the crowd they're louder than they've been all game. All right, right here. This moment right here. <laughs> when the dude beats his chest. Look at this. So this guy just falls down too. Like he didn't chase him. He just fell. <laughs> I gotta ice that this dude who's thumping his chest right here, like he chased this guy down. The and guy fell anything, down yeah. unathletically drunken and then covered himself up. And you beat your chest. You look like a DB who is waving off a pass, like you just broke it up, and it was like 27 yards over the guy's head, like you broke it up. Uh, so my ice up, my first ice up goes to that. And then my second ice up goes to this movie I saw, which I recommend to everybody. Don't look up. Oh my god! Um, I watched this uh, with my in law. My in laws recommended it to me. I watched every moment with them. They watched my mother in law. She's like, "You gotta watch." She watched it for a second time, which I think is cool. We watched this on Christmas night. I'm icing up that it was as funny as it was, and what I mean by that is they poked. There's so much satire um, about American society in that movie that was so on brand and on point and so true in so many ways and so sad. So, so sad, sad, sad that this is the world that we love and have created. I love every second of it. I love that movie. I recommend it. Uh, so ice up. We got to get a little bit better on um, not being <laughs> so superficial in our outlook of the world. Um, and we got to be those true fans that get up here on Tuesday night uh, for nine years talking about the Carolina Panthers through thick and thin. We got to be those true fans who show up to the games don't show up to the games. Who boo? Who don't boo? Who call in at 252-228-5098? Who smash the thumbs up button and part of this wonderful community that we have built where we appreciate all the opinions, good, bad, and indifferent when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. And I appreciate my two co-hosts here tonight and wish them a happy new year and a happy 2020 boo. Cody Lashney, thanks for uh, another year of great fandom. Uh, on as my right hand man, I really appreciate uh, you getting me through this, and I wish you a happy new year. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you uh, letting me into this incredible C3 mm -hmm. community that I've uh, had the opportunity to be a part of. Man, so many new friends and faces that I, I know and love, people that listen to you know to us talk week in and week out. I'm just happy to be a part of this whole thing. Before we get out of here, shout out to Southbound for the $5 love bomb. He says Cam ain't going anywhere. He's playing for his dues and for his storyline Super Bowl. He wasn't allowed to beat Denver. <laughs> uh, he knew it was all Hail Manning. So mm -hmm. shout out to Southbound for the $5. Maybe we bring Cam back for another year. That's definitely going to be a large point of conversation throughout the off season, but um, Tony, you can find all the fans can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y L-A-C. 
Um, you can find all my written content on drafttech.com. There's a new mock draft going up tomorrow, especially when the draft is going on. Man, please hit up drafttech.com, read my work, tell me what you're thinking. I put in a lot of work. I'm already starting to look at players, uh, draft content that's going to be coming to this channel very, very soon. You have my word on that. Um, there will be no Friday free-for-all this Friday, but they will return Fridays after that. And, um, dude, I want to wish everyone a very happy new year, man. We've mm-hmm. been, uh, this is probably, you know, uh, I know this has probably been the most successful year that we've ever had as a podcast. And it's directly because of you fans that come in here and show love and tell us how much this podcast means to you and how it's more fun for you guys a lot of the times than, you know, watching the Carolina Panthers be miserable every Sunday. So we certainly appreciate you all. I appreciate what you all say to me. And it's, it's been fun, man. Everyone have a very safe, very happy new year. CK, you're at the bottom box, but you're not at the bottom of my list. Happy New (laughs) Year, and thank you for everything that you've done for the C3 Panthers podcast this past year. I wish you the best uh, this coming year. Thanks for everything, man. Yeah, man, I I appreciate you guys keeping me in the in the in the fold here. It's been uh, it's been one of the highlights of uh, of you know my my late twenties, early thirties up to this point, and it's something that. you know, I've I've enjoyed immensely, and this isn't goodbye. This isn't like we're quitting the podcast game or anything. No, guys. We're not retiring. This, this is, ain't uh, no this retirement is just, speech. Yeah, it's just appreciation for uh, for the guys, for the the fans, for the people that give us the time of their you know their time. They're whether they're driving, they're watching real time, or whatever it may be. I I appreciate everybody for uh, you know giving us their attention when there are so many other things they could be doing. I mean, The Witcher just dropped. I mean, there's so many movies on Netflix you could be watching. But, you know, you, you come watch us goofy-looking white guys, you know? We appreciate it, man. You're right. Is uh, People's time is valuable, man. And I wish all the people listening to this podcast part, and that participated in this part, podcast over the past year and the years before a uh, happy new year and a happy 2020 boo. Cody Lashney, take us out of here, my friend. Until next time, Panther fans, you know we love you. Until... The Miraculous Year 2022. We say, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.